This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Broken to Blessing podcast with me, your hostess, Latoya Edwards. This show is all about learning to find purpose in our pain and in our brokenness. Life is full of disappointments and difficult situations, but God has a bigger plan and purpose for all of us, and His plan will lead us from being broken to being a blessing. Hi everyone, today I want to talk about what to do when you feel like your situation is hopeless. Um, Now I, you know, I talk with women often um, and I talk with single moms often as well and the one thing that I hear a lot of is that we feel hopeless in our situations. We feel like there's no way that it's going to turn out good. You know, there's no way out. That there's just nothing good is going to come from whatever situation that we find ourselves in. And I totally relate to that. You know, I can remember a couple of years ago when we were homeless for several months. And I just remember the pain and heartbrokenness that I felt as I was packing up you know, the house that we were living in and packing up our things, packing up my children's toys and not knowing for sure when we were going to be able to unpack those things. And at that point, I didn't have any idea where we were going to go once we moved out of of our house because I wasn't, hadn't been able to find, you know, a place for us to go yet. Um, Now, praise the Lord, it all worked out, you know, in the end. But there was a stretch of time there for me where I just felt like the situation was completely hopeless. And, you know, that's not the first time that that's happened. You know, I can remember having a month where I went to go pay the bills. And it was one of those situations where I had to decide, were we going to eat or were we going to pay rent? And I remember that hopeless feeling started to creep up on me and I had to just you know, dig down really deep and, you know, you have to decide in those moments, are you going to give in to the despair? Are you going to give in to that hopelessness that wants to consume you and, you know, and overtake you? Or are you going to turn to the Lord and believe that he is who he says he is and that all of his promises are true and that he's going to, you know, take care of whatever that situation is? And so today I want to look at two um, women in the Bible, Um, they're in the Old Testament, and both of these women are widows, Um, and I just love how the Bible um, really tells us how we are supposed to respond and step in and help, you know, the fatherless and the husbandless and and all of these things, and if you're a single mom, you fall into that category. So the first uh, story that I want to share is in 1 Kings, it's in chapter 17, and it is from verses 8 all, um, you know, all the way down to verse 16, and I'm not going to read the entire thing, but the gist of the story is that we have the prophet Elijah here. And um, there's a drought in the land, you know, that's going on. And, you know, the Lord tells Elijah one day to go to this city. And he says, I've instructed a widow to feed you there. And so Elijah gets up and he obeys. And sure enough, he sees a widow. And she's there gathering up sticks. 
and he says, you know, he asked her for some water. And then he also asks her for some food. And this mother looks at him and she says, listen, I have no food at all, right? She's like, I only have a handful of flour. I have a little bit of cooking oil. And I'm out here gathering sticks to cook this up for our final meal. And then my son and I are going to die. Now, that sounds like a hopeless situation, right? There's a drought in the land. There's no rain. There's no way to grow crops that you need to feed you know, yourself um, and your children. And this woman is saying, this is all that I have left. And I'm going to, basically, I'm going to eat this, and then I give up because there's no, there's no way out of this. There's no hope, right? But then Elijah says to her, "Listen, don't be afraid. Just do exactly what you were planning to do. But you know, make some bread for me first, and then use what's left to prepare, um, you know, the meal for yourself and for your son, right? And this is what I love. This is verse 14." For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Right? And so I'm sure when this woman heard Elijah say, Oh, that's, you know, feed me first. And she's like, listen, man, I just told you that I have no food. And I'm getting ready to take what little I do have to eat. And then I'm going to sit here with my son and we're going to die. Of starvation. Can you imagine um, just how she felt in that moment of just being hopeless? But the beauty of this story is that she obeys. She does exactly what Elijah tells her to do. And the promise of verse 14, you know, she finds that to be true because it says she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days, and there was always enough flour and enough oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. So we have this woman here who was in this hopeless situation. There's, she has no food. There's no way to, to grow more food or to buy more food. But God sends someone to tell her, listen, if you just obey this one small act, I promise that I will provide for you until this drought is over. And the second story that I want to share with you is in 2 Kings, just the next book over. And this time, we have another widow. But instead of the prophet Elijah, it's with Elisha. Um, And this is a woman. And her husband has died. And she is left to care for, you know, her children. Once again, it seems like a hopeless situation, right? You know, back then in the Old Testament days, you know, women really depended on their husbands to provide for the family. And so this woman runs up and she says to Elisha, she says, My husband who served you is dead. And you know that he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come and he's threatening to take my two sons as slaves. And so this woman is, her husband has died. All she has left are her boys. And she is saying, you've got to help me because my situation is hopeless. My husband is dead. I have no way to pay my bills. I have no way to provide for my family. And now they're coming to take all that I have left. They're coming to take my sons. And Elisha says, what do you have in the house? And she says, all I have is a flask of oil. 
And this is the part that I really love. Elijah then goes on to tell her to go to her neighbors and her friends and to find as many jars as she can. And she obeys. And she goes into her house and she begins to pour the oil, the little bit of oil in her flask that she says, this is all that I have. She takes that flask and she begins to pour the oil into the jars. And the first jar is filled. And the second jar is filled. And the third jar is filled. And every single jar that she had collected was filled. The Bible says it was filled to the brim. And she says, bring me another jar to her sons. And they say, Mom, there's no more. You filled them all. And then Elisha says to her, he says, now, go sell all of that oil that you just poured out and pay your debts. And after you've paid your debts, you and your sons can live on what's left. Um, and that's Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I don't know if I said that or not. But look at this story. This woman starts off hopeless. Her husband is gone. She can't pay her bills, and they are about to take her children from her. And through a simple act of obedience, right, that hopelessness that she felt um, becomes a blessing, right? Because, first of all, she knows exactly where to go for help, right? Her husband has died, and she is in need of help, and she goes to this man of God, and she says, My husband served you. And, you know, my husband feared the Lord. Her husband set the example, and now she is seeking out this man of God because she is in a hopeless situation. And she knows that there's nothing that she can do on her own. And then she does exactly what she's told to do. And because of her obedience, she is then blessed. And I love that, you know, her family and her friends have gathered around her, and they have provided her with the jars that she's asked for. And this is exactly what God calls us to do you know, in fellowship and community with each other, to be there for each other. And we get to the end of her story. And what started off with is she says she only had a flask of oil. That was all that she had. And God blessed and turned that one flask of oil into many, many, many jars that are filled to the brim. And not only does God provide a way for her to pay off her debts and to keep her children close to her, but he also provides for them, right? There's so much oil there that after she's paid her debts, there's money left over. And this is exactly what God has in mind for our hopeless situations. I know I don't know what your hopeless situation is, but I do know that God is a provider. The Bible tells us that he is Jehovah Jireh. That means that he provides He knows exactly what we need now, what we're going to need in the future, and he has already put in place a plan to bless us, to bring us out of that hopeless situation. We just have to, number one, know where to go to look, right? We need to know that we need to go to the man of God or to God himself when we are in those hopeless situations for answers, for direction. What are we supposed to do? Well, first, we do like the widow did. You go to the man and you say, I know you're a man of a God. This is my situation. I need help. And the second thing that we have to do is to obey. You know, each of these widows in these stories were 
in situations where they really could have just been like, you know what, prophet, you're crazy, and I'm not going to do what you just said. But they chose to obey. And in that obedience, they, their needs were met. Their children were not sold. Their children, you know, they didn't die. And they were able to take care of their families. You know, in the first instance that went with Elijah, it says that she ate. Her son, her, she ate. Her family ate. And Elijah ate for many, many months. As long as that drought went on, they were taken care of. And then we have the second widow. And they had so much oil that even after paying their debts, they had enough to live on afterwards so that this woman never had to worry about them coming to take her children away from her again. Okay? And I've seen this even in, in my own life. On that month where I couldn't where I couldn't see a way to pay rent and to have groceries for the month, God stepped in and he provided and everything was completely paid for. We had food to eat, you know, the cabinets were full. Rent was paid. And not only was it paid, but it was paid on time. Right? And I even ended up having a little bit extra to go towards the next month. And that's how great God is. No matter what your situation, hope is not gone. Because God is there. And he is waiting for us to turn to him to meet that need. And he will do it. And he will answer our needs. And then some. And I really love that God wants always gives us a a little bit more, right? For our obedience. He he blesses us. And he always likes to go overboard. And I always wondered, what's what's the point of that extra? Well, the point of the extra is to, to bless other people, right? God didn't just provide food for the first widow and her son. He also provided for the prophet Elijah, right? And the second example, God didn't just, you know, bless that woman to cover, to pay off that debt that she had. No, he went one more step further, and he blessed her so much that she was able to take care of her family, right? And her children didn't have to become slaves, and they were able to fulfill the purpose that God had for them. And so I don't know what your particular circumstance looks like right now. But if you are feeling like there is no hope, can I just say that you might be in in the perfect position for a big blessing? All you have to do is to look up to God, to turn to God, and pour your heart out to Him, and then be open to however He decides to bless you and to answer that need and to answer those prayers. Thank you so much for listening. For more encouragement and to connect with me further, please visit my blog, LatoyaEdwards.net. And remember, no matter what your circumstances may look like, God has a plan for your life, and it's a good one.